0: Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Hammer and Umpire Podcast. As always, I am your host, Kevin Weber. And once again, I'm on location at the 2022 Doan Umpire Camp, two-man camp, uh, at Davenport University and technically in Caledonia, Michigan, or Grand Rapids, Michigan, but you know, just outside of Grand Rapids. Uh, It's a Division II school that plays in the GLIAC, uh, which is a, a, a pretty strong a flag conference and Devonport themselves are a very strong uh, baseball program. Uh, they started out as an NAIA program and were very successful in their league and in national tournaments. And now they are in the GLIAC and moved up to D2 and they've been very successful there winning several championships and doing well in the NCAA Division two tournament um, the last several years. Um, so they have a, a very uh, very good program kind of a bit of a powerhouse program in this you know this part of the midwest here all right um so interesting one of you one of the listeners here um to the podcast joe sweeney uh who's from southern illinois uh you know heard about the the dome camp on the podcast and inquired and he's here and he's doing a heck of a job so i appreciate that it's um you know Bruce, Bruce Stone Jr. You know, and the camp's named after his father, Bruce Stone Sr., um, who was a big umpire instructor and assigner for a long time. Um, you know, he's like, well, you know, you know, heard on the on the podcast we had the introductions and things like that this morning. So it's like, yeah, you know, I'm looking for a little commission. No, they're not going to give me any commission on that, you know. But I'm I'm happy to point out what I know about certain umpire camps, and there's some very good ones in other parts of the country too. You got to try to get to the ones that you can. Sometimes you got to travel a bit. Sometimes you get an opportunity. I know um, sometimes there's a bit of a stigma with umpire camps, like, oh, you're just paying to get assignments and things like that. I tell you, the higher levels you go, nobody is going to give you an assignment simply because you went to an umpire camp. Now, if you're a good umpire and there's another good umpire and you're both pretty darn equal, but you're definitely deserving of whatever spot is being assigned and you went to the camp and the other guy didn't, yeah, you're probably going to get it. No, that's a fact of it, because you're working harder. Uh, but nobody just hands you anything. I mean, it's not like, oh, you go to uh CBOA four-man camp, and they give you a full Big Ten or Big Twelve schedule or Big E schedule. That does not happen, okay? So that's a bit of a lie. That's a bit of a stretch. But it certainly can help you. And I know that uh, the dome camps, I've gone to, you know, the two-man, two-man advanced, three-man. That's how I learned how to umpire. That was my umpire school. I didn't go to pro school. So I really appreciate these camps, and I'm always honored that now I get to be part of helping to instruct and give back uh, to others. And, and this you know weekend, I'm I'm kind of filling in for Tim Farwick, who is one of the best umpire camp coordinators there is out there. He coordinates several camps around the country. And uh, so I'm just filling in for him and, and doing the best job I can, trying to be Tim Farwick, who is a heck of an umpire and a heck of an organizer of, of camps. So... That's what we have here. I've got some observations from things that are going on um, throughout the camp this afternoon. And you can sit back and listen to another episode of The Hammer, and umpire podcast. Day two here at the Doan two-man umpire camp uh, we've got a beautiful day here in Grand Rapids uh, around 80 degrees and sunny with a little breeze so perfect camp weather uh, in the morning here we you know we do our camp picture if you want to check that out, I'll post some things on my social media that I have for the uh, podcast so you can see what's going on there and we also uh, went through some drills we've got some former minor league guys. Couple guys that are actually working my league ball. that are instructors here, so they went through, you know, safe and outs and and uh, different situations like in, in formation, like they do at umpire camp with them here in the morning. And we talked about, you know, different uh, different things they need to be aware of throughout the day, the tournament rules for the games that they'll be working, those kind of things as well. But one of the things that we really stress as well is that um, you can learn a lot at a camp by observing. And talking to the other campers and particularly talking to the instructors there and getting feedback and talking about situations nearly just as much as you can from, you know, what's happening with you on the field. I mean, you can learn from other people's mistakes. That's the best way to do it. I'd rather re- learn from somebody else's mistake than, than my own mistake. All right. Um, I was in a session uh, while they were getting the games going with helping guys with their uh, plate mechanics. So, you know, we go down to the bullpen, uh, myself and another instructor and split them into a couple of different groups. And they, um, you know, we just have a guy tossing the ball into a guy being like a catcher and catching it and he calls balls and strikes. And we work on tweaking, you know, how you are in your slot, your head height, um, your strike call, maybe your strike three call, those kind of things. Then we go through talking about, uh, common situations, you know, while you're working to play like check swings or drop third strikes or, uh, those kind of things talk about relationship with catchers and um, how you can develop that and make things go smoothly for you as well uh, so those are you know the basic kind of things of course we field questions so sometimes guys have other things that they want to ask about or situations that they've encountered that they'd like some feedback on so that's one of the great things that, at camps um, that you can get and you know you get opinions from guys that have worked various levels you know frequently higher levels than what you've worked and um and what has it worked for them, and what has not worked for them. Some things I've noticed in the games and stuff, you know, there's always just little things. That's the things you pick up at camp, you know, that you might be doing that maybe nobody told you. For example, I saw, a played umpire, a couple of uh, uh, fair foul situations up the first baseline, and he's like uh, pointing at fair with his right hand across his body, instead of just using his left hand, you know, those are things that, You know, on the surface aren't necessarily a big deal, but it could get you in trouble potentially. There's some things that could happen there. Uh, Those kind of things. Um, You know, how you're moving. You know, the thing I talk about is pre-pitch. And like what I've discovered as I've learned three and four man is that your your signals um, really help you with your pre-pitch planning. Okay. So, you know, you're saying I'm going here, I'm going there. You're pointing that direction. And that tells your partner or your partners eventually if you have more than one. Uh, but, um, it also tells you and makes you, uh, conscious of what you should be doing. So, um, we talked about that and the thing about two man, because we know we just, you know, especially when you're working the basis that you've got so much area out there that you have to cover. It's always angle over distance, but you have to try to be in good starting position and then read a play correctly and move in that direction because a couple steps, a step or two this way or that way, can really make a big difference and open up an angle, and get you in a position where you can get set and make a, a good strong call. Um, so that's what we talk about. It's, it's you know, it's important in any aspect of umpiring, and no matter if you've got three, four, or six guys out there. But it's particularly important in two-man to be able to start out in a good spot, the best spot you can. You, know, it's, it's, you could say it's cheating, I guess, but it's not necessarily really cheating. It's just getting yourself in the best position that you can to make a call. And it looks better, too. You know, Your calls are going to be more believable the better position that you work for. So you got to work for a lot of that before the play happens and then just after you're reading the play to get to your particular spots and locations to make your calls. You always see out here guys making calls too quickly, whether it be balls and strikes or plays on the bases and not letting things happen, you know, maybe not letting voluntary release on the bases, you know, and those kind of things. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. uh, of you know, plate mechanics and stuff in our cage uh, with the other group and uh, a lot of similar things happening of course but some differences as well uh, for example we're uh, you know, talking about when you get squeezed out particularly when you got like a side armor uh, from the same side as the batter the batter maybe stands right on top of the plate the catcher is up and squeezing as well and trying to get a view of that pitch uh Nick Sweeney, our one of our instructors, uh, who worked minor league ball and, and such things. He was talking about how obviously you don't want to go way outside and, and expose yourself to possibly taking one off the mask and getting injured and things like that. But what he tries to do is uh you know, it's kind of to take a a, a few, just a few inch little he sets up the note, same way, but takes a few inches a reed with his head a little bit as the pitch is coming. And then, as, as you know, just so he can get the release, because you got to see the release, and then he moves uh, back into his you know regular spot as the pitch he comes more into view, so that he can see as much of that as possible, so you can make the best call that you can. I think that's good advice, because we've all been there where, you know, a guy is crowding the plate, and the catcher is trying you know a catcher and pitcher are trying to throw it in, and and those are some tough ones to uh, see, especially if the pitcher is the same-handedness as the batter. So, those are a couple things there. Um you know, we continue to have games all over here too and you know, I'm just at one site in particular uh watching different things, but one thing I noticed too and I think this this is typical with guys that are newer to umpiring and uh are not as used to reading, you know, troublesome fly balls. So, like there was a situation the uh, umpire was in um, B position and there was a short, shallow fly ball to um, center field. Center field ran in and dove forward and, and attempted to catch it. He did not catch it. And so the umpire just kind of turned and stood, and, you know, when the ball was on the ground, which, you know, it wasn't a catch, but it was nearly a catch. He hit his glove and bounced out, but it was clearly not a catch. And he signaled safe, like, like you should. But it was not very emphatic. Um, he, you know, you still got to, I guess, uh, you know, when you get more advanced at working two-man Bases, you try to get a, an angle on that you know you, you take a couple steps this away that way and you get set and then you come up with a strong call um, those kind of things I mean that, I, that's kind of stuff we kind of end up working with more than anything at the camps is um, you know working on those little things like that that look better and also do help you potentially make a better call So that is what I noticed here in the afternoon. Um, We're nearly done with this, and then we are going to be uh, off for the rest of the evening until tomorrow. And uh, the the fun thing tonight, I guess, is the fact that we have the camp get-together. We've got a local restaurant in town that people are invited to after the final games, and the the instructors and the campers are there and kind of hang out and talk about whatever and talk about umpiring and baseball and you know who knows maybe throw down some more stories or whatever it might be but that is what is going to happen this evening and if you uh go to a camp and it's possible for you to partake in those things you should do so all right because those are probably the things that kind of stand out Well, that concludes another episode, a little mini episode of the Hammer and Umpire Podcast. Thanks for sticking with me uh, for day two of the two-man dome camp for 2022. Hopefully you found some things interesting on the observations. And I certainly urge you guys to look into camps that are reasonably close to you and try to get to some of them to improve your skills and and get... um, feedback on the things you're doing that are good and bad. You know, it's nice to have confirmation of things that you're doing well. And it's certainly nice to have somebody point out little things here and there that can help improve you as an official. Um, Tomorrow, I will do a final, you know, third day uh, episode. I'll be a short episode again. Again, you know, I know the sound quality isn't as good as my normal episodes, but that's because I'm doing this uh, through the app on my phone uh, very soon in the next, uh, couple of weeks or so, I plan to put out a regular episode, uh, like I normally do, but I thought that these supplemental episodes would be, uh, worthwhile for all of you out there. So once again, thanks for listening and keep calling strikes.